Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, however this finds you. It's uh, Let's Open the Bible with Russ and Gavin again. Good morning, Gavin. Good morning. It's good, good, good to uh, be able to celebrate the uh, coming of Christ, even though um, we understand that December 25th is probably not when Jesus was born. It is the day that we have as a, as a nation, as I guess most around the world that celebrate Christmas or celebrate Christ, it's the day that, that most of us have uh, set aside for that. And so we, uh, in the build-up to the celebration of the coming of Christ, we've been going through the Advent calendar or a version of the Advent calendar. This is uh, day three of our look at love. It's Wednesday hump day. And uh, everything down here, everything from here on in the week is kind of like my hairline. It's all downhill. <laughs> Uh, and so if you have your Bible and you want to flip over to Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to look at verses 1 through 4. And uh, Gavin, I'm going to ask you if you would to just pray for us, and then uh, I'll read the scriptures for us. Absolutely. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, and, and I just want to emphasize that word grace, gifts that we don't deserve, and mercy, the, those things we deserve, God, uh, the negative things you don't give us, and you give us good things that we don't deserve. You are a God of mercy and grace, and I thank you for that. Heavenly Father, today, as if there is somebody that is listening to this podcast that needs to hear um, Ephesians 2, where we wrestle with our, our uh, shortcomings, our mistakes, and God, really, our sin, and your love that is amazing and saving and life-giving and good, I pray that they would hear it today. I pray that we would remind ourselves of this, that we would count our many blessings, count them every day, and that we would come back to you and say thank you. You are a good God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your gifts and provisions. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love the uh, passage that we're going to read. Uh, it says, uh, Paul, again, writing to the church uh, or churches at Ephesus, and you he made alive. The you here um, uh, is... Uh, Talking to the Ephesians, the he there is of Christ, you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, and whence, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, just as the others." But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Man, I love that. Why? But God. You know, that. I mean, if not but for God, we would be dead in our sins and trespasses. And so, man, there's just, we owe God everything. Sure. Um, and it, it, it should be staggering. You should be amazed by this. It is, it is a truth that should move you every day. I want to make sure, though, that we are tying this into love. That's what we're discussing today. And so um, I, I'm going to take us to two places, and I want to emphasize the but God in each place, and then um, how that calls us to manifest the love of God in our lives, right? Good. So, because the and, and if if I forget to do this, which I often do, I chase rabbits. I don't come back to them. What we're listening for is but God in two places today. 
but God in two places today. So in Ephesians 2, it starts out with we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We all like sheep had gone astray. Yeah, every last one of us. The wages of sin is death. That's what we've earned. That's because for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us were seeking after him. None of us were sitting there going, you know why God's going to pick me? Because I'm good and I'm righteous and I'm, and I'm just walking. Man, I've got this Christian thing down. It, I, I am the perfect candidate for God's love because I'm rocking it. That's not what this verse tells you. This verse tells you that, that we all, every last one of us, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Dead means dead. And, and I, I don't want to emphasize that today. That's a, that may be another podcast we can talk about that. In which you once walked. So I'm no longer dead. Why am I no longer dead? We had not gotten there yet. Why am I, why do I have hope in life? Why do I have joy in life where I could be like Paul that says sorrowful yet always rejoicing? Why do I have a relationship with God that was once broken, but now is restored? Because I once walked in this way that condemned me. I, I used to walk in my, I, I used to be dead walking in my trespasses and sins, following the course of this world. Well, friendship with the world is enmity with God. We were enemies of God. Yeah. The mindset on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Like that's who I was. I was a follower of the world. I was, I was hostile towards God. Even when I didn't feel like it, I was not following him. I was rejecting him in my actions. I was rejecting him in my emotions. I was rejecting him in my thoughts and I was rejecting him in my soul. He was not my friend. And I'm, I'm telling you, if there's one thing that I want to keep coming back to is if we're going to emulate God, it cannot be based on the lovability of somebody else. I, I don't love my wife because she's always lovable. I, I, I don't love the, the person across the street because they're the most lovable person in the world. I love, but well, we're not, don't get there yet, right? Slow down. All right. Following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air. Um, you know, I, I, I was far more akin to my father, the father of lies and deception. He's a deceiver. He's subtle. I would deceive myself and I would deceive others. I would claim that I knew what love was. And I would, again, we go back to that passing lie detectors. When I say you pass a lie detector test, I mean that you believe it. I believe that I cared about other people. I yep. believe that I was selfless and, and I'm shocked at my own selfishness now. I'm, uh, when God just peels back that onion that is called my heart, I'm shocked at, uh, at how selfish I am. And I was right. It's heartbreaking. It is. It's very sad. Um, so uh, the principality of the air, the, the spirit that is, is now at work in the sons of disobedience, uh, among whom we all once lived, th- that just doesn't let me wiggle out of it, right? Because yeah. all, all means all, all I the time. I hate when you do that. I hate when you do that. So all means all, because I would rather just say, but not me. Right. But all not but I. Me. What? All but me. <laughs> right. So um, among whom we always lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and that's not a compliment. <laughs> we we were lust balls, right? We just did what we wanted to do. We were like untrained animals. We just, you know, the, our God was our belly. When we wanted to do it, we would do it. And if, if, if it cost us too much, maybe we wouldn't do it, but otherwise we would do what we want. We were just, it was kind of the economy of our decisions. If, if the do it outweighed the don't do it, we did it. Right. We weren't, we weren't glorifying God. We weren't living uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the no, Holy Spirit. Nobody had to talk us into sin. Right. 
Well, even the, our righteous things that we did were motivated by wrong motives. Therefore, our righteousness was counted as filthy rags. Anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. So there was nothing that was we were doing that was pleasing to God. Everything we were doing, even the nice stuff, even you know helping carry bags to some uh, woman's car or something like that at the grocery store, all of those were motivated by by something that wasn't pure. of God. Pure, yeah. great, love. Yep, by God. Yeah, all right. Okay, yeah, in the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. All right. I don't know of too many times where I would say, why were you rude? Or l- l- Let me flip this. Russ, if you would come up to me and say, hey, man, I saw you talking to a church member the other day and you were a little, little rough. Or, you know, hey, I saw you driving and you didn't see me. But you, you the look on your face and kind of if I were a lip reader, I, I don't like what, what I saw coming out of your mouth. That was a little rough. I doubt that I could come up with a more hostile version of the person that I was angry with than what we just read. Right. Dead in their trespasses. Russ, you don't know how sinful that person was that cut me off. Right. This is an indictment on us, but it's an indictment on everybody. And so, so we feel justified in our anger and hate towards somebody. But that's not what follows but God. Because here's how I would read it if it were me. You know, so there's these this rough person that walks in trespasses and sins, following the course of the world, the prince of the power of the air. You were once lived in the passions of your flesh. You did what you want to do. You were selfish. You were hateful. You were hurtful. But Gavin destroyed him. Yeah, nobody should read uh, Ephesians two one through three and come away feeling pretty good about themselves. Right. Well, but let, let's let's because we're learning from God's love. Let's project that on somebody else. So if we would read that onto somebody else, and I and, and I would say, but Gavin destroyed him. I chewed him out. I gave him a piece of my mind and I set him straight. And by the way, just if, if we need this warning, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. But, but Gavin set him straight, but let's, let's look at the love as it's shown through God. And by the way, keep in mind, like you just said, we are the beneficiaries of this love. Yeah. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And raised up with him and seated us with him, <clears throat> raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are covered in Christ. God loved us enough to send his son to die for us. By the way, keep in mind, not only are we rebellious against him, but in that moment, they were mocking and ridiculing and beating and persecuting. If you're a prophet, tell us which one struck you. We put a phony crown of thorns on your head and mocked you, right? That's my heart. But God loved me. Let's talk about genuine love here. Yeah. So from yeah, before good. before God spoke the words, let there be light, prior to that, God knew there would be sin. God predestined Christ knowing that he would ultimately suffer the, the for the sins of the world, whipped, beaten, nailed to a cross, taking our sins. He uh, became poor that we may become rich. He knew that before he spoke the words, let there be light. And he did it anyway. Right. And and just in case maybe you don't get the picture is, uh, is, is Genesis six and following when, when there was a group of people that were continually evil and merited destruction, God caused a man to build a boat as a type and shadow of, of a covenant that God would 
uh, guarantee by the blood. Uh, this may be a little much for people, and if, if I'm really losing you, Russ, just pull me back. But but the 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 ark that Noah got into with his family and the door that was closed by God was a type and shadow of, of the new covenant that Jesus would guarantee us in his blood, uh, by his body and blood being crucified and his blood being shed, right? So when there's continual evil in Moses's day, he raises up a man that'll build a boat, an ark. When there's continual evil in the day of Paul writing Ephesians, God brought his son and by the way, the ark didn't do what his son, it was just a type and shadow, but God gave his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. We have been sealed now in that covenant in Christ. Amen. So when it says that that last line that we read in Ephesians 2, 6, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we are in that ark. We are in that covenant, the covenant guaranteed, the covenant um, provided by the shed blood and, and body of Jesus Christ, crucified body. Let's, let's hop really quickly to Romans 5 and we will wrap this up. It says the same thing, but I want us to get the but God. And then as a way of, 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 um, of living that out, whatever negative things that you can say about somebody, you have been guilty of some form of, of, of a sin related. That's right. God loved you and sent his son to die for you and calls us to love people like that. Genuine love is God's love and we we manifest it, not we manifest it imperfectly, imperfectly, but we manifest it to the people around us. They should see the love of God, the love of Christ in us, and this is what it looks like. Romans 5, starting in verse 6, and I, we, I'd love to read more, but we're trying to keep these episodes short. Romans 5, 6, 4, while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So you get weakness is not just, you know, physically weak. He's pointing to morally weak, right? He died for the ungodly. He's tying our weakness with, with immorality and ungodliness, unrighteousness. Verse 7, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person. Oh, I would die for you. One will scarcely die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. And there it is in verse 8. Russ, why don't you just read verse 8? But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. What a great passage. What a great hope. What a great love. And 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 the amazing thing is, you know, I, I hope that you don't consider your wife your enemy or your wife a, a problem. I don't. My wife is is extra special. But in those moments when she's, you know, falls short and, and I want to go, oh, I just don't understand. Like this type of love, especially in Ephesians 5, I mean, particularly in Ephesians 5, we are to love our wives like Christ loved the church. Well, she doesn't deserve it today. Well, did you deserve it? No. There's While never been a we day we deserved yet it. still sinners, Christ laid down his life for us. Hmm. What a great, what a great uh, way to conclude this episode. Um, God is so good. His love is so rich. His mercy is so, so wonderful. Uh, listener, I hope that you will continue to open your Bible and just sit in these wonderful truths of God's love. 
And uh, we'll sit in that and and just continue to uh, seek to bless others until we get back together tomorrow. God bless. Thank you.